Hi, I'm Krista Fitbit, and you're listening to On BPM, the podcast about beats per minute. I'm happy to report that this week, I got my new high-low score of 20 beats per minute. <laughs> That's my new resting BPM. And I got there by doing a lot of exercise and yoga and eating a lot of kale. With us today, our special guest, Anna Banana BPM. Anna Banana BPM, what's your beats per minute at resting? Well, gosh. <laughs> right now, I think it's 60. <laughs> okay, so that's not the intro we're going with. We have a new intro. We have a new intro segment. I'm going to call it, for now, I'm going to call it, uh, oh, sh- oh, what's that? What's that Destiny's Child's? Fuck. Um, oh, so show me what you got, what you really, really got. This is our new audience. Did you just say that was Destiny's Child? Uh, for a moment there, yeah. The, uh, this Do you is, know what band that is? It's uh, the spicy one. Spi- yes. Spice Girls. We have a new audience interaction segment. We have been asking our listeners every now and then at the end to send in any funny reviews they find. I don't think we've done it in a while, but it was a thing we were doing. And we're still open to it. And I got sent some funny reviews. <gasps> really? From a listener? This is from listener Misha. Haven't met him. But uh, they've been a big fan. so Sounds like a cool cat. Yeah, purely an online relationship. Uh, <laughs> Misha sent us some fun reviews here. These are reviews for the uh, Cracker Barrel grocery store on Save Island, not the Cracker Barrel restaurant. This is, the crack- this is a different thing? Totally different thing. Cracker Barrel grocery store on Save Island here in Oregon. We've got three reviews. The first review is by Lance, a local guide. Three stars. Planned food for white folks. <laughs> we have a one-star review from Marty. Bizware, this is not a Cracker Barrel restaurant. It is a small grocery store. We came 50-some miles for nothing. You're shitting me. And we've got a one-star review from Stephanie Kent. This is a lame grocery store and not the fine dining establishment of which we are all pursuing. Fine dining? <laughs> hey, folks. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, the internet's first curated volume of other people's opinions. That's right. I'm Jess, and that's Zonathan. Zonathan. I like it. It makes me sound like I have a dungeon that heroes must crawl. And you do. Mm-hmm. And this week, you are starting. I sure am starting. So what are you going to be bringing? I do want to go. I, I think I know the sort of area of what you're bringing. So maybe, and I think you know the area of what I'm bringing because we sort of vaguely talked about it. If you're unaware, we don't share the topics that we bring each week. And so we vaguely talked about it. Did we say what this podcast is about? Uh, we said We said our tagline. That's good enough. That's good enough. So folks, you're not going to listen to this for another week and a half, but today is the Super Bowl! Literally, literally it's today. Like literally it's probably happening. In the past, we have struggled very much to be timely with our topics and we perhaps realize entirely too late or after we've already recorded one that would have been too late anyway that we should have been more timely and done like a Christmas one or something. So, I did a Thanksgiving you, one. You did you did well. You did do a Thanksgiving one, that's right. Uh, but I think it still came out late. I mean, it did, and so did my Christmas one, but it's fine. So we have not been on top of that much at all. I mean, we're barely struggling to, like, sort of produce a podcast every week. But today's the day of the big game. Today's the day of the big game. So two weeks from now, you will get to hear our Super Bowl special. And you know what the big game 
comes Big Eats. Bi- oh, fuck. I think we did all food. That's amazing. <laughs> Super Bowl special. It's finally happened. I fucking bet we brought the same shit. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I brought guacamole and brownies. Okay. We're in the clear. Oh, thank goodness. We're clear. I brought I brought some cocktail recipes from the Food Network. And I brought a sausage ball recipe from the Food Network. My brownies are from the Food Network. It's going to be a, a Food Network Super Bowl smash off. Yeah. Is the name of the title of this episode. The name of the title. That's the one that we're going with is the Super Bowl Food, the Food Network Super Bowl smash off. The title of the title is Mr. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Food Network Super Bowl smash off. It's, <laughs> it's a bit wordy, but we're going to go with it. Speaking of getting smashed. Let's take a look at a at a cocktail recipe from Sandra Lee. Oh fuck, you're shitting me. I'm so excited. Cocktail heiress herself, Sandra Lee, has brought us the beer margarita. No. Now the Food Network has started to do a fun thing. On any recipe that is vegetarian, whether or not it would ever not be vegetarian, on the picture for the recipe, they now put a big gaudy uh, fucking graphic fiesta banner yeah it, that says vegetarian and then it has a little uh a little leaf coming out of the v so it looks like a carrot i'll let you take a look at it it's a cocktail i was on the i was on the food network today yeah you, you so you've seen so it so i've seen it you've the seen... brownies are vegetarian <laughs> and wouldn't you know it the beer margarita is vegetarian too what? who the fuck it thuck it we got a <laughs> We got a five-star review for the beer margarita, which is uh, takes five minutes to make. It's basically limeade beer and tequila. Probably frozen limeade, knowing Sandra Lee. I did not do my research. We have a five-star review from Jen H. Everyone loved it. I just multiplied everything and made a large picture of it to make it easier for serving. It's really refreshing. Used Blue Moon because that's what my boyfriend bought. <laughs> Dumbass. You know I only drink Miller in this house. (laughs) We have a four-star review from Jessica F. Just testing this out for my B-Day in a couple of weeks. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, no. (laughs) I like mine a little sweeter, so I will use a touch more limeade. But this is a keeper and very easy. I used the Dos Equis lager, keeping with the south of the borders theme. Just seemed right. Very tasty. Will definitely be a hit. Oh, my goodness. At my own B-Day party. That's, I mean, maybe she just hosts a hell of a bash. And... Well, you know she hosts a hell of a bash when she turns to Sandra Lee for her, for her drinkables. We have but, a five-star yeah. review. We have a five-star review from Karen A. I put off making these because, frankly, I thought they sounded, well, not good. Surprise! Easy to make, refreshing, and delicious. Make extra. You'll need them. And if you do have leftovers, they'll keep overnight covered in the fridge. Not quite as wonderful as fresh, but still good. Won't the beer go flat? Yes. Won't it just be nasty, stale tequila beer? As long as you cover it with a little saran wrap, you're good to go. (laughs) Saran wrap always keeps beer fresh. (laughs) Five stars. Yikes. From K Foodie. It's not a margarita. Is it what? It's a beer margarita. If everything is cold, they are really yummy. We use Bud Light. Haven't tried other beers. In your life? You think? <laughs> In your not. life? Okay. Probably not. Okay. Hey, that's the big game beer. 
We have a we have a five star review from Michelle G. Love love this recipe. It's what makes Subaru a Subaru. <laughs> My husband's two favorite beverages into one. <laughs> a, be- a beer never tasted so good. Great picnic beverage. My husband's two favorite beverages: limeade and tears. <laughs> We have a five-star review from Tiffany M. We're just plowing through these bad boys. I see that. This drink is delicious and is now one of my favorites. Be careful. It is very easy to drink and doesn't taste strong in the least, but it is full of alcohol. I definitely would recommend this drink. I used one cup of tequila in for this recipe. I had made it after watching her show, and I thought she said one cup instead of a half like the recipe online says. I am serving this at my next party night. A whole cup. Just one whole. What are the ratios? What are the ratios on this recipe? Did you get them? No. One bottle of tequila. One six pack of beer. One really big bucket. Three drops of limeade. Unfortunately, it's the Food Network, so this will take me a very long time. We don't need to know. We don't need to know. We've got one lime, quarter cup coarse salt. Two bottles your favorite beer, one half cup frozen concentrate limeade, one half cup chilled tequila, ice cubes. No water. No water. We have a four-star review from Allison B. My husband just loved this. He thought I had made it up, but couldn't help but give Sandy credit. The limeade and the beer were such a refreshing combo. Why isn't this already a classic? It's even better when the beer is warm and is from a can or bottle that has been open for, oh, a good 24 hours. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So it's not. It's. um. Okay. Sure. All right. Next one. Can you imagine you walk into your kitchen and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm making beer margaritas for all the girls tomorrow. I better open up a couple cans of beer and just leave them on the counter for 24 hours. Like the smell of the kitchen. The smell of the kitchen. Also, I just want to go ahead and note that Bud Light makes a limerita. Yeah. That's a thing that they make already. This is not a novel concept. A nice shot of tequila on top just tops it off. No need for the fresh lime garnish. Why bother? Why bother? Why, Why bother? bother when you have stale beer and warm tequila? <laughs> Just splashed right on top, an extra mm, shot. Forget the limeade. Somebody's living like I like to live. We got a one-star review from Racula Tea. All I could hear was, why fix something that isn't broken? I'm still unsure why I bothered. Maybe it was the tequila. What like a margar? What what is what is not broken? A margarita recipe? I have no idea. Beer. Beer. Unless you just. I mean, I guess it's better if you break the beer first. So. In technicality, I guess. We have a one star review from Jessica D. A lot of Jessicas. A lot of Jessicas on this one. We know how to party. Love beer. Love tequila. Hated this recipe. <laughs> I thought it would taste like tequila. It didn't. The fuck is a tequila? I think it's a kind of. It's like a shitty beer. I think it's like a domestic, I think. Or one of those like canned canned monstrosities that you get like at the very end of the domestics. Where they where they like they the on the drawing board they initially named the product fuck up juice. <laughs> and then they like decided that maybe that wasn't super marketable and they did, they named it Tequiza instead. Tequiza. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. But then in parentheses fuck up juice. 
Nice. <laughs> we have a one-star review from Bob O. The worst beer burritas I've ever tasted. We are not allowed to make that a portmanteau. <laughs> I am. I'm putting an embargo on that nope, one. Bob's I already done it. it. No, Bob, I hate it. Bob, the, stop. The lid's off this stop particular it. can of worms. Mm-mm. We have a five-star review from Ella M. This good. Yeah. <laughs> we have a five-star review from Angie P. I was wondering how this would taste. Didn't have high hopes, but I love margaritas and Guinness separately. So I gave it a try. Glad I did. Surely like that new Guinness light beer for Americans, right? Surely. Is that something they're making now? Yeah. Guinness has decided to make light beer for Americans. Well, how recently? Because that review was from almost 5,000 days ago. Again, no, nope, 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 nope. For not, for not regular listeners, that is how the Food Network does their reviews. That's just what they do because it's By number busted. of days. It's busted. So that was, that was 4,800 4, days ago. So they, they just mix stout and lime they juice. They just, yeah, yeah, just stout, tequila, and lime juice <laughs> and like a margarita. It, and they fucking loved it. One star from Julie H. Surprisingly bad. Surprisingly. One star from Shannon B., the first to review this recipe. Okay. This recipe is a joke, right? <laughs> Sandra Lee never makes it. She's never made a joke in her life. Never made a joke in her life. Don't question Dead her. serious. That Kwanzaa cake? Not totally a joke. legit. Not a joke. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> and uh, I think that's going to do it for our first, the first part of our Mr. Food Network Super Bowl smash off. All right. What's so you bringing? You, are you ready to talk about guacamole? Oh, please. Let's talk about some, some, here, here's the challenge. I'm going to set a challenge for us. Yes. Let's try to go this next 45 minutes without using the G-U-A-C word. That will not be hard for me. Let's try to call it guacamole the entire time. I'm like, going to. Like good people. Okay, are you ready to hear my guacamole recipe? Yeah, please. 24 spears fresh asparagus trimmed and coarsely chopped. Half cup salsa. One tablespoon chopped cilantro. Two cloves garlic. Three green onions sliced. Sounds like some good shit. Here's the description of the recipe. Uh-huh. Guacamole without the fatty avocado. I kind of blanked out the fact that there was no avocado. Would okay. you like to hear the recipe one more time? Let's get that one more time. 24 spears, fresh asparagus. Yeah, I think. Trimmed and coarsely chopped. You know how when, maybe this is just a me thing, but you know how when you're walking down the road and someone walks past you in like a big squirrel costume and it's so outlandish that your brain just kind of blanks it out. And then like three days later, you're taking a shower and you're singing Foreigner to yourself. And then you're like, fuck, were they wearing a square, a squirrel costume? Did I see that right? And it takes me that long sometimes. So that's what happened. That was the squirrel costume of that recipe. Yeah, but the problem is, is right now we're doing a podcast where I, know. I say something and then you react to it. Okay. So what I just told you is that people are making guacamole with right. asparagus instead of avocado because they are both green. Okay. And you said, cool sounds nice. Okay. Well, then let's, we'll, we'll change the nature of my, <laughs> my reaction from cool sounds nice to summing it up basically piss anxiety we'll just <laughs> sum it up as piss anxiety and go from there lisa has this three-star review i didn't measure anything and i'm not sure if i made a mistake but mine came out as more of pico de gallo i would still make it again time out time out what 
I didn't measure anything, and I'm not sure if I made a mistake, but mine came out more as Pico de Gallo. I would still make it again because it sounds intriguing with company, but I'd try different flavors of salsa to find the best complimentary one. I have only tried with a medium heat chunky salsa with cilantro. Oh, man. You are supposed to puree it. Right. So I don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> God, pureed asparagus, man. Ooh. Yep. Ooh, I love asparagus, but fuck. Avis24 has this three-star review. I liked this, but the recipe needs to be tweaked. I followed others' advice and added low-fat cream cheese. I will add more next time. I also added some sarcha for heat. I didn't have salsa, so I improvised. Having salsa may have improved the flavors as well. So this person didn't have salsa. So they put their asparagus in the food processor with some cream cheese and ate it with chips and sarcha. (laughs) I mean, it's just, I mean, the, the, the asparagus doesn't taste anything like avocados. This is ridiculous. Th- uh, thank you. Welcome. Is, uh, welcome. I, welcome to my house. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm in the bit. Cynthia has this four-star review. I'm in, I'm in the bit. It smells really fucking weird in here. This is great. I will definitely make this again. I use 12 ounces frozen asparagus, no green onions, and a generous amount of adobo, salt, white pepper, oregano seasoning, which is not adobo. Yeah, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> a generous amount of adobo, parentheses, salt, <laughs> white pepper, oregano seasoning. Because uh, you can put words in any order. Words have no meaning yeah. now. Okay. But I think I will be a little more conservative with the garlic next time. Maybe press only one clove, then taste and add another if needed. It's really a very good substitute for guacamole. Olay, yum. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good God. Tunisian wife has this four-star review. Quick, easy. I loved the idea of microwaving also. As a matter of fact, I think that I will no longer steam asparagus, but throw it in the micro. I had some good chipotle salsa, added red onion for color instead of green. This is a nice change of pace. I kept it more chunky to eat more as a side dish. Only added some salt and a little lime juice. The chipotle was a very hot salsa, so I didn't need any more heat factor. Maybe the key is to use a better salsa. I've never thought of using guacamole as a side dish before. Because guacamole is a dip. Mm -hmm. Asparagus is a side dish. Right. And when you puree it, it doesn't stop being asparagus, which is fun. <laughs> when you put it in the food processor, it doesn't become another thing. Yeah, it's not not sort of an alchemical lab that you get to <laughs> you get to pop onto your fucking counter every now and then. <laughs> Annie has this five-star review. This is such a lower fat option from regular guacamole. I made a few changes to the original. I used Big Y grocery store cilantro salsa. I used a complete bunch of cilantro, skipped the garlic as salsa had it in it. I added a little avocado instead of cream cheese to help the consistency (laughs) that another reviewer suggested, and it kept the fats healthy. People raved about this recipe at the Super Bowl party. So it turns out when you put avocado in guacamole, it tastes okay. It tastes better. It tastes better when you make guacamole out of avocado. (laughs) Scratch Cook has this five-star review. 
I just made this and thought it was wonderful. I did make a few adjustments. I added a good tablespoon of freshly chopped cilantro. I added at least a cup of salsa. I pureed my asparagus to get more of a guacamole texture. I also added about a teaspoon of scorned woman super hot hot sauce to give it a little bite. Normally I only use a drop of that stuff. I got my husband and kids to eat this. No one could guess the main ingredient, so I didn't tell them. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't fucking fool them either. They just didn't know what the hell they were eating. That's not a good thing. Janine Maxwell has this five-star review. Very good. I used one avocado and one bunch (laughs) of asparagus. Husband had no idea. Thank you. Ugh. These people are nasty. Ashley S. has this five-star review. This was an amazing recipe. I made it for a dinner party I was having, and it was gone way before dinner was ready. They all asked me if there was any more and for the recipe. I finally have something I can share with my vegan boss, too. She's going to love it. Avocados, famously. Not vegan. Not vegan. Not vegan. Clipped right from the avocado animal itself. Yes. Painful process. Really cruel. <laughs> Terribly cruel. Um, and we're going to wrap up with one <laughs> long-suffering individual who I feel very badly for. This is a five-star review, presumably so people will read it, from the Cuban Chica 250. These should be called sparamole. Lol. Because guacamole is avocado dip. Avocado in Spanish is aguacate. Overall, the the dip is real good. (laughs) So there was one little champion, one champion who just thought maybe, hey, guys, it's called that for a reason. It's not American. You you can't just uh, whatever. All right, I've decided to post a new recipe to all recipes. I'm going to finally take part in this in this whole all recipes phenomenon. It's called pale guacamole, and it uses celery. Because it's green like an avocado? Because it's green. We're also going to do cactus guacamole, guacamole, <laughs> because it's green. We're also going to do pea guacamole, guacamole, because it's green. We also have... A recipe, if you're ready. Uh, we have a Food Network recipe from a returning Everyone's a Critic star. She's back. She's been a while. She's back. Oh She's gosh, back oh on gosh, the show. She's very it? excited to be here. Oh, it no. is the queen of country herself, who does not write her own music, Trisha Yearwood. Oh, boy. Okay. I had a recipe from Trisha Yearwood. <sighs> like, I was looking at reviews for a long ass time before I switched over to somebody else. I, I had a Pavlovian response when this recipe came up because I saw A... Trisha Yearwood, B, Sausage, C, 110 Reviews, D, 3-star Average. So, I mean, I literally started salivating. Uh, And not because of the sausage, though the sausage Sausage. does get me excited. This is is a recipe for sausage hors d'oeuvres. Oh. Hors d'oeuvres. You gotta have your hors d'oeuvres at the big game. They're sausage balls. 
Big game. Big game sausage balls, Mr. Food Network Super Super Smash Bowl Sausage Ball Smash Off. We've got one pound spicy pork sausage, such as Jimmy Dean. Why don't they call it the Super Smash Bowl? That's so much better. Or the Super Smash Mouth Bowl. Super Smash Mouth Bowl. And every year it's Smash Mouth. And Bruno Mars doesn't get a turn, but it's okay. No. He's doing all right by himself. <laughs> We got 10 ounces cheddar cheese, but then about halfway through the Smash Mouth concert, because you got to bring in more celebrities for the halftime show. Well, yeah. We just fucking wheel out the who. (laughs) We wheel them out. (laughs) But we only give them Casio keyboards that make animal noises. Yeah, and they they just barely manage to play one with the the joints that they have left. Bless them. Oh, gosh. (laughs) We have... 10 ounces cheddar cheese grated, if we haven't completely lost the plot. We have three cups baking mix, such as Bisquick or self-rising flour. So it gives you the choice. That's important for later. Kosher salt and pepper. Good to have kosher pepper. Good to have that kosher pepper. So basically, it's the recipe that comes off the box of Bisquick. It's, I mean, it's not, it's, and you would expect, for someone on the fucking Food Network, Trisha Yearwood, you would expect them to be like, well, this is the recipe we all know from the box of Bisquick. I'm going to do something special with it because I'm on the fucking Food Network. I mean, she's Trisha Yearwood. She's Trisha Yearwood. Like, her her and Garth Brooks could do whatever the fuck they They want. They They don't. They can murder. They could murder. And not even in their basement secretly. They could just murder. They could murder. It's fine. And they do murder with recipes. We have, <laughs> we have a we have a review, no stars, because it's a Facebook review, from Julie. These are so good with beer, wine, or anything alcoholic. <laughs> not apple juice, though. Don't even try it. Again, reminder, this recipe, out of 110 reviews, three-star average. That's Bad That's for the bad. Food That's, That's bad. bad. That's bad. That's real bad. The Food Network is just a super fan cult. It is. It is. In so fact. It, it's yes. got to be really bad. We got a review. No stars from Y Cusmano. These are pretty dry and bland, as most of the reviews indicate. But if you add an eight ounce block of room temp cream cheese, use extra sharp cheddar that you grate yourself. An egg or two, a cup of finely diced green onions or chives, a splash of milk, a dash of Worcestershire, a sprinkle of red pepper flakes, garlic powder, and some onion powder. They are delicious. Oh my gosh. I, I used my kitchen aid with a paddle attachment, don't overmix, and it came together easily. I realize these alterations amount to an entirely different recipe, but I hope this helps anyone interested. I mean, yeah, it sounds almost like if you take regular, like, boring food and you put things that taste good in it, it then tastes good. It then tastes good, unless the, unless the things that you put in it are asparagus. Yeah. Well, no, but hey, that guacamole isn't boring food. Guacamole is good by itself Guacam- already. Yeah, guacamole is the king among dips. Yeah, have- guacamole isn't sausage and flour. You know it's the king among dips because most dips, you can just leave them out all fucking day. They might not be food safe. But they're not going to change color. Guacamole? No, you eat that shit. It demands to Gua- be eaten. Guacamole demands your immediate attention. <laughs> like a prince. It's amazing. We have a one-star review from Chanette. I agree with so many of the other reviews. These are dry and tasteless. The only way I could eat them was with a ton of catsup. Oh, man. As long as you got your catsup. I do not recommend using this recipe. So disappointed. I mean... 
Like, these are the times where I'm like, what did you think was going to happen? <sighs> Just what did you think was going to happen when you didn't put any flavoring in it and you mixed together some sausage and some flour? And some cheese. And some cheese. Just a bunch of dry stuff. Three Just- cups of flour. That's just, I just, what did you think was going to happen? We have a one star review. Um, I'm going to read the full name here because I'm pretty sure we've read this full name in the past. This is a recurring reviewer or a returning reviewer. This is Kathy Urbano. Oh, yeah. We have talked about Kathy. We've talked extensively about old Kathy. One star. Really bad. I should have known better. Think I had these once at a redneck party I was invited to in a trailer park. Should not have ventured into this recipe. Dry and nasty. Yikes. Okay. Wow. Okay. Moving on. Moving on then, huh? We got a one-star review. Sure. From Tracy <laughs> from Tracy G. I couldn't wait to make these sausage balls for an Xmas appetizer, and I set them all up and put two of them in the oven to try them out. Well, they were so damn dry. Nothing moist about them. Thought maybe I overcooked them, so I cooked two of them again, but for a shorter time, and they were still very dry. Even when I looked at the ingredients, I felt it needed something more. I wouldn't serve them and dumped the whole tray in the garbage. I love all the apps I've made from Trisha so far, but this one is definitely a thumbs down. Very disappointed. And did, did the commenter murder her on the spot? Or like what had happened next? <laughs> Have we ever heard from her again? Or did Garth Brooks do a murder? I mean, she murdered all the starving folks. So <laughs> I guess that counts. I just, I feel like even the Bisquick box tells you to put an egg in it. Is there an egg? Um, some people add egg. But she didn't tell us to add an egg? No, no. It's three It's three ingredients, salt, pepper. I just, what... <sighs> Trisha Yearwood, baby. What did you think was going to bind it together? <laughs> the power of country music. Stop. We have a we have a, we have a review from. <laughs> we have a review from Julia W. I use one pound Nises sausage, maybe eight ounces of sharp cheddar, and barely two cups of Bisquick. Honestly, you can use self-rising flour in a pinch or less. Three cups of Bisquick is your worst enemy if you want even slightly moist sausage balls. Cook at 400 for 10 minutes or so. Perfect. Trust your instincts in the kitchen. No recipe is gospel. It's a guideline. Practice makes perfect. I've made these sausage balls since I was 11. I am now 30. Thanks. Thanks. And thanks again for defending Trisha Yearwood's bad recipe. Oh, mercy. No recipe is gospel. It's a guideline. That extra cup of flour, it works for Trisha Yearwood. I just, but like, if you don't know any, if you don't know, you're going to do it. Because it's on the (laughs) Food Network. Yeah. A network about food. And you think... This is probably, this seems like Bon Appetit for the people. Surely yeah. they wouldn't lie to my face. Surely. <laughs> what? Uh, you can't. The food, it's irresponsible. The Food Network regularly, regularly posts recipes that have huge typos in them. I mean, it's like. Right? It's absurd. They're, they're just a, a jokey joke outfit that <laughs> is really cutting them corners sharp, sharp and hard. We have a five-star review from Anonymous. This is the same recipe my family has used for years. The measurements are correct. Try these tips. Let your sausage come to room temperature first. You have to mix them very well, using your hands until all the ingredients are mixed in. It will take some time and 
as we Southerners say, some elbow grease. <laughs> why are Southerners so addicted to saying that phrases are theirs? Why is that? Why is that something that we that well, Southerners honey, they do? Are ours. I don't. Think and if, s- if something's yours, you gotta claim it. I don't think Southerners invented elbow grease. We did. We packaged it. We put it in the stores. <laughs> we've been selling it all over the country. The Southeast has a has a trademark on the phrase elbow grease. This is correct. <laughs> Every time you say elbow grease, you have to pay Brian Kemp 50 cents. <laughs> it's got a little copyright symbol in the corner. We have a one-star review from Tabitha. Oh, no. My mom has been making these for years, and her mom made them before then. This recipe is called sausage balls and is found on the back of almost every Bisquick box I have ever bought. A lot of people said they were dry. Just look up the Bisquick original recipe, and you'll see it is the exact same recipe, except you add a half cup of milk, which makes them amazing. But still, she basically plagiarized this recipe. And made it worse. That's what I was going to say. Literally, okay, we were we were joking about the chick who's been making them since she was 11, but me too. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Literally, like, sausage bowels. This is what balls. you make for the big game. For the big game. The big game and the big tree day where Jesus is born. <laughs> <laughs> Four stars. Vicky. I've been making sausage balls for many years, and these are just fine. Some tips. Do not use self-rising flour, even though the recipe says you can. Do not use self-rising flour. You need the little bit of shortening in the baking mix for moisture. Also, grate your own cheese. The the no-stick agent in bag cheese will lend to dryness. That's very true. Very true. Very true. No fancy cheese either. Starting to lose the plot a little bit here, Vicky. (laughs) No fancy cheese either. Basic national brand or store-bought or store-brand sharp cheese, not extra sharp, is what you need. Not just not just what you can use. It's not like it doesn't it's what you matter. Need. You need the shit cheese. If you get the good Tillamook, you'll fuck up your sausage balls. You're going well. No, you'll fuck up your Tillamook. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what Vicky's saying. Vicky just has it out for good cheese. Don't overbake, and you should have some pretty good sausage balls. I always make my sausage balls with Hickory Farm sausage and yeah. then Gruyere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I. That's what I use every time. A nice twenty dollars a pound Gruyere. That's mm. what I use. Mm. Little bit, a little bit of that stone aged blue cheese. Yeah. That yeah. Oregon coast blue cheese. But I only mm. use Hickory Farm smoshes. Yeah. This is what my brain said. Sausages. I, I only use I only use dog sausages. <laughs> we. The snozberries taste just like snozberries. We have a three-star review from Highland. They were delicious, but definitely need a dipping sauce. A cup of mayo and a tablespoon of Dijon or spicy brown mustard does the trick. I also made an Italian version with hot Italian sausage and shredded mozzarella and used pizza sauce as my dipper, and they were fabulous. And spray, spray, spray! Your baking sheets. The fat from the sausage got absorbed by the Bisquick instead of lubing up my foil, and they were quite stuck. <laughs> we have a response. <laughs> oh. We have a response from Terry. You're supposed to critique the recipe, not diss it because you want a dipping sauce. This was a very mean comment. What the fuck? <laughs> how, how dare you? We have a response from Pat12345. Listen, we cannot get behind lubrication. <laughs> I found you critique very helpful. Thanks for the tip on the dipping sauce. No, it was a very mean comment. Very mean. Very mean comment. 
Listen, first we're spraying our baking pans and then we're spaying our pets. And I've lost what I was going to say. And men are getting married to men. It's all a nightmare. We have a one. We should cut all those things I just said because it was nonsense. (laughs) No, we have a one star review. (laughs) We have a one star review from Janet T. Horrible. When I saw the kids throwing them at when I saw the kids throwing them at each other, I knew I would never make them again. That's amazing. <laughs> kids are beautiful. I That's think, incredible. I think you've got better shit to do than write a review for the food network if your kids are throwing food at each other. I mean, she didn't make them inedible sausage balls. <laughs> they're not inedible. They're just dry. And to children, it's probably a little inedible. And like, I don't imagine they knew that she could see them. I don't think we should. I don't think we should defend children throwing food at each other. I don't think you had siblings. I don't think you should have thrown food at your siblings. Have you met my siblings? Yes. They needed it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Let's put parenting on the to-do list. We have a four, <laughs> we have a four-star review from Camille Tips. It. God, it just gets worse. Oh, we have no. a four-star review from Camille Tips. Instead of grated cheese, try Cheese Whiz. No, don't. Don't. I'm telling you right now. It makes it so much easier to mix all the ingredients. If you can find it, try the jalapeno variety. So good. I'm going to cry, I think. <laughs> Sausage balls are very near and dear to my, my vegetarian heart. And I'm going to cry about cheese whiz going into them. Oh, my God. We have a good one. We have a one-star review from Chico. Finally, a good one. Well, one-star review from Chico, 118003794047. Everyone write down his credit card number. (laughs) Warning, warning, warning. Recipe is incorrect. Amount of flour is too much. Should be 1.5 to 2 cups, not 3. Recipe should be changed. It is a typo. Food Network needs to change it to prevent wasted food. Response. From Pop Tech. Oh no. In the video, she adds three cups. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then what happens? I want to know what happens because she adds more dry ingredient than she adds anything else. And in out, like, chemistry does not allow for that to work. Oh. You know, like when you have more dry ingredient than you have anything else. It's just not going to become together. Become come 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 together right now. Right over now. over me. Over over my sausage balls. Over my sausage balls. We have a one star <laughs> review from It's a Secret to You. Possibly I'm get our, underneath the table. Possibly our best username is preceding possibly the best review I've brought to this show. Are you ready? No. It's a secret to you. One star. Made these today and sorry, but that turned out very dry. I followed the recipe exactly and used the sausage Trisha used and no go nothing but dry. And now I have 50 balls of sausage cheese and Bisquick and no idea what to do with. (laughs) Start having kids. Let them loose in the yard. (laughs) It's like a snowball fight in July. Here comes the defender. There's always defenders on the Food Network. When When a Food Network star makes a shitty recipe and it has their name on it, the defenders come out. 
Okay, here we go. Five stars from Christy. Just follow the recipe exactly and don't pack the baking mix into the measuring cup. This is the best sausage ball recipe I have ever used. Maybe if you live in a high altitude area, this may require less baking mix to make sure they aren't dry. That's how it works. Thank you, Christy. Wow. Using the mixer mix using the mixer is very important to this recipe. I made these for a brunch last weekend and everyone loved them. My family has begged me to make them again this weekend, which I will gladly do. We love all of Trisha's recipes. Okay, so I know our whole thing is to kind of rib people a little bit, you know, but we don't, I mean, we try not to be outright, like, terribly mean. Yeah. But I'm going to snipe Christy from the atmosphere. With a big space gun. With a big old, with, with the Bezos space cannon. Uh-huh. I'm just going to send her the joy of cooking. And I'm going to, it's just going <laughs> to boosh right through her porch. And That's not be how it works. <laughs> Listen, there's, there's, your baking tips differ when you're in Denver, but you don't add less flour to your cake. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? Christy, Just... Christy, you can't come here <laughs> and defend things you know are wrong. It is, again, irresponsible, Christy. <laughs> Don't tell people this. <laughs> Stop it. Shut <laughs> up. Can't believe it. Oh, God. Oh, God. The lengths that people go to to defend <laughs> Trish Yearwood. I fucking love it. The high Listen, al- if they if they make it in La Paz. You're going to have it. Look, you're all you all clearly live in La Paz. Obviously, you live I- in La Paz, the world's highest capital. And you have to just put like a teaspoon of flour. If you put more than a <laughs> teaspoon, your shit's going to be dry. We have a five star review from Cheryl D. Oh, Trisha. I was raised in the South, and honestly, I don't think that I have ever tasted something so wonderful and easy to make. My five-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter said, Mom, you hit these just right. My almost eight-year-old granddaughter put some of the leftover Charleston cheese dip on them and had me try them, and heavens to Betsy, delicious. Yum! Thank you for the wonderful recipes. (laughs) I'm glad you had a good time. I'm I'm. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad you and your children had a good time. I'm glad it worked for you. You must be below sea level. Five stars. <laughs> Kiki loves to cook. Like Trisha, all of us good southern girls have made and eaten our share of these delicious sausage balls. The standard for nibbling at get-togethers. Yeah, because you nibble them. Sausage balls, you, you do. nibble. You do. I if, mean, she's an incorrect. If you're a delicate southern lady, you nibble. Yeah. The sausage balls. You don't eat them like a person. I mean, you do kind of nibble them. Unless you're me. And then you honk them on down. Yeah, no, I think everybody honks them all down. (laughs) I'm just saying. I make mine with the same recipe as done on the show, but with smaller balls. More balls to eat. Less guilt. And crunchier. Serve them with assorted mustards or sweet chili sauce. I do love my balls with some sweet chili sauce. Me too. Yum. I tried to cook the sausage but had to add the butter as Shirley did and thought the original recipe was better and less trouble as the butter adds the fat back in anyway. Wait, cook the sausage before you add it to the balls? Apparently. Huh. 
Huh. Who'd have huh. thunk it? Kiki Loves to Cook coming in with the big save. I think we've had Kiki Loves to Cook on here too before. I don't think that Kiki Loves to Cook is from the same south that I'm from. <laughs> you don't cook the sausage first. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Nah, dog. Nah. So what's your uh? Well, so we so far we've got a nice potluck going. Oh, we we've do. Got, we we've do. got beer garitas. <laughs> Stop it! I said that was not allowed. Asquamoli. As aspromoli. <laughs> the best character Sean Penn's ever played. Aspromoli. <laughs> okay, but well, we we need to, and then we we had some sausage bowls. We got we got Trisha Yearwood's delicious tasty balls. Um. <laughs> So now we're going to come with another fave from mm. the Food Network mm-hmm. because you got to have a dessert. You got to have a dessert at the big game. Oh, good. We're going to round it all out. This is coming from us to us from Ree Drummond. Oh, thank God. Ree Drummond. These are knock you naked brownies. <laughs> knock you naked. Knock you naked. Knock you naked. Is there booze in the brownies? There is not booze in the brownies. Not sure what we're trying to imply there then. <laughs> Listen, sometimes if food is too good... You just you just want to fuck. You just want to fuck. Okay, so these <laughs> these are the fuck brownies. Good. One stick of butter, melted, all-purpose flour, evaporated milk, German chocolate cake, and an eighteen point five ounce box, which does not exist. One cup <laughs> finely chopped pecans, sixty caramels, unwrapped. Uh huh. I assume. That Mark Summers is going to come to your house and do that for you. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really <laughs> tedious. That's an old person's TV joke. He was the host of Unwrapped. Um, half a <laughs> cup semi-sweet chocolate chips. A qu- quarter cup powdered sugar. So you mix it all together, and it's a layered brownie. So it's brownie, caramel, brownie. Yeah. I would honestly rather clean edamame than unwrap 60 caramels. <laughs> right? David W. has this one-star review. The instructions don't match up with the ingredients. Instructions call for melting caramels and evaporated milk, neither of which are listed ingredients. <laughs> he then replies, and this is a very common problem for the Food Network. Another yeah. reply, they must have corrected it because they are there now. Uh-huh. This is relevant. Mm-hmm. Keep David W.'s review in mind. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I, I think I see where we're going. Amy35 has this two-star review. Normally a huge fan of Ree's recipes, I was definitely very surprised that I was not a big fan of this recipe. I followed the recipe exactly. I found it bland and, to be quite frank, quite flavorless. Normally my family gobbles up such treats as this, and on day two, most is still sitting there. I mean, that's the metric. I have a no-star review from Anonymous. Uh Uh-huh. David W. and Amy 35, your reviews are untrue. I believe you have misread the recipe. I admit at first I had to read twice before I started, but once this recipe was done, it was absolutely delicious, and I am not a fan of chocolate desserts. This recipe is simple and a crowd favor. I am making it again tonight. Try it again and read carefully, and you will have a different opinion. (laughs) You will. You don't have an option. You just will. Yeah. (laughs) anonymous has this two-star review way too much sugar and fat this is also very similar to what giada made but giada didn't use any mixes she made hers fresh and she would too she would a recipe that didn't make it in because it like it wasn't bad and no one hated on it uh 
One of them was a mozzarella sticks recipe from the queen of Italian cooking herself, Giada De Laurentiis. Mozzarella. Because naturally, <laughs> if you're going to learn how to make mozzarella sticks. <laughs> Sue B has this no star review. 60 caramels is what in ounces, please? <laughs> Anonymous has this response. Oh, good. Never mind the ounces. 60 caramels is way too much. I made these and thought they were terrible. I used 30 caramels and it was still plenty. About 30 craft caramels. Buy brownie mix and split the batter in half. Way easier and a lot less calories. I threw the recipe away. <laughs> Denusia1966 has this reply. I got 49 in a bag. <laughs> Damn. She got shorted that one caramel probably. Tina M has this no star review. This sounds awesome. Do you think you could use caramel sauce instead? The thought of unwrapping 60 pieces is daunting. Alicia C has this response. I mean, it, re it really does trigger the arthritis I'll have 30 years from now. I mean, I use T. Marzetti's caramel sauce like you dip apples in. My mom got sick of pe peeling caramels in the 80s. She switched to caramel dip. Almost exactly the same. Anonymous has this reply. I make my husband or kids peel them. <laughs> Winky face. <laughs> Anonymous has this no star review. This is not her original recipe. Been making these brownies for over 20 years, and I got the recipe from a friend whose mom had been making them for longer. Did she attribute the recipe to anyone else? Jennifer C. has this reply. Who cares? Recipes circulate everywhere. Just be happy that we can all share. <laughs> CJD257909 has this five-star review. These are awesome and for those of you who make comments about them being too sweet don't make them <laughs> kate g has this reply if you don't like it don't watch it too sweet is a legitimate and useful review evan's bright ideas has this reply to the person who said don't make them because of the comment they were too sweet, please don't diss someone because of a negative review. This is a site for opinions. <laughs> Traditionally, the Food Network is a site for opinions. It's a site for opinions, a very well curated site for opinions where you can get very exact data about how old a comment is. <laughs> <laughs> and oh golly gee, does the website just work so well. <laughs> Uh, just a couple more. The the entire Food Network website is being run off of a MacBook Air. <laughs> <laughs> M. Kegel has this two-star review. Unfortunately, the first time I made these, I had company over. Oops. And no one liked them. Everyone was polite and ate some of it, but nobody wanted seconds and said they were too sweet for them. That was the opinion of all six guests. I'm now left with half of the brownies and probably going to toss them. Sorry, really did want to like them. <laughs> and we're going to wrap up with this suddenly incredibly relevant review. Uh -huh. Given the elevation of the cities in this state. <laughs> oh, good. Anonymous has this three-star review. These are tasty, but here in Colorado, dot, 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 dot. We know how to make them better. 
Miss Baker has this reply. Oh, good. Oh, God. Oh, please. How? (laughs) 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 Well, honey, you melt your weed into the brownie and the caramel. You get the double whammy. Double whammy. Which makes your Super Bowl experience much, much better because then Bruno Mars comes out and you just think you're seeing a big dragon. And you're like, whoa. Whoa, the dragon's coming out of the screen. That's not how weed works, but still. That's exactly how weed works. That's exactly how weed works. Well, folks, you've been listening to Everyone's a Critic. Uh (laughs) If you would like to get a hold of us and send us any funny reviews that you find, like listener Misha did, thank you, Misha, uh, you can send them to us via email at forevercritic at gmail.com, or I imagine you can tweet them at us, I think, at Critic Everyone on Twitter. There's some kind of thing about DMs. Something. If you want to slip into our DMs with yeah. a review, I think that's a Twitter thing. Yeah. So I know a lot. I'm a millennial and I know a lot about technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you can. Is that the one where you post a 15 second clip of yourself doing something funny? Yeah. Okay. Post a 15 second clip of you doing something funny on Twitter. And um, we won't we won't read it because we, we can't. No. I'm still using a rotary phone. We can't end on that. I don't have anything <laughs> else to say. Don't we usually say other shit? Uh, tell uh, someone. Please tell, someone, tell your friends. Tell someone you like about this fucking podcast. We clearly need it. Obviously, I, maybe, we maybe don't. if we have more listeners, we'll be better at it. <laughs> um, I hope one of the teams won the big game. I hope it's the one that I wanted to win. One of them wins, right? One of them wins the game. And as always, we're sponsored by Trader Blows. Trader Blows. If you shop here, you probably don't watch football. <laughs>